We started this journey in February. Now we are in November. It is time to crown a champion coming up this weekend at Phoenix. Let's take a deep dive into the stats and talk about some news along the way. of Above the Yellow Line is delivered to you by DoorDash. Hey, Bryce fans, it's Taylor, and welcome back to Above the Yellow Line, the show where we talk all about the NASCAR Cup Series. Of course, we're going to be previewing the Championship 4 stats and odds later in the show, seeing who is probably going to be our champion based on that. However, we are going to start with some news. I say some news. We have a lot of news to talk about going down the line, talking about our key news stories from this week and beyond for the world of NASCAR. First up, let's get you up to date on the penalty reports following the race at Martinsville. As of right now, there is no news on Austin Hill. If he's gotten a penalty or not for clobbering my insider on pit road, I will update you in the comments or in this video if I'm editing and things end up happening. Of course, we'll update you on tobychristie.com as well. But Steve O'Donnell said that they are taking a look into this as it stepped over a line is what he said on Sirius XM NASCAR radio. So we'll probably see a penalty, whether it's later today or this week. I'm not sure, but probably a penalty for Austin Hill, so keep updated on that. And as expected, there is no penalty for Ross Chastain with his video game move at the end of the Martinsville race. It fell within the bounds of the NASCAR rulebook. There is also no penalty for Ty Gibbs after he kind of dumped his teammate at Martinsville. I say kind of, he, he did. He dumped Brandon Jones at Martinsville. However, there is a fine to his crew chief for a loose wheel or lug nut violation following the race. He was fined 5K, but as for Ty Gibbs, no penalty there. All right, now let's break down some silly season news. Some things I'm going to go through pretty quickly. Some things we're going to dive into. Of course, though, if you're still wondering what the scope of silly season looks like, we have the tracker at tobychristie.com. But let's start by talking about Jeb Burton. He announced that he will not be returning to our motorsports in 2023 to pursue other options. I think this is a good bet. I don't think him and our motorsports have gelled well together. So hoping he finds somewhere where he can excel. So that's our hope for Jeb Burton. And then Ryan Vargas announced that he will not be returning to JD Motorsports in 2023, saying he wants to pursue other options is confident he will land on his feet and you will see him in a car somewhere next season. He was just on the ATYL live stream talking about his season so far. He's had two, I believe, top 10 qualifying runs, one top 10 finish this season. So pretty decent for what he was able to run, but wants to be somewhere where he can be an asset behind the wheel and on the business side of a team. He's very savvy with social media, is able to bring in great sponsorship that way and is able to keep really good connections with those partners. So I think wherever he goes, he's going to be a great asset. It's just a matter of if a team is willing to see that or not. So hoping for the best for Ryan Vargas as well as he is looking to land somewhere in 2023. So we've talked about faces leaving places. Now let's talk about faces going to new places, starting with Garrett Smithley. He has made plans in 2023 to be full-time at BJ McLeod Motorsports in their Xfinity program, riding in this number 78. Trophy Tractor will be the anchor sponsor for this ride. And I will have to say, Garrett has had a pretty wild career. He's been everywhere. He's been in Cup, Xfinity Truck. He's been most successful though in Xfinity. So having him in a full-time ride at this point in his career, I am interested to see what he can do. He's actually the first driver I met. So I'm very happy to see him land someplace where I believe he can be successful. I believe that him and BJ McLeod can really lean off of each other. BJ said that it's really impressive what he's seen from Garrett. He just needs a place to really show what he can do. He's a great eye racer as well. So hopefully that can translate into his full-time ride. But Garrett Smithley to the number 78 Xfinity ride in 2023. Another big announcement for the Xfinity series is that Parker Kligerman is going to be in the number 48 next season full-time for Big Machine Racing. We've seen him more in the truck series as of this past year with Henderson Motorsports. He still plans to do some truck rides. He also still plans to do some broadcasting next year for the Cup 
series. So he's going to be pretty busy next year if he's going to be doing full-time Xfinity, some truck starts, and also doing broadcasts. He's a man that can do it all. I'm expecting a win from him, especially if we saw Tyler Reddick win in this equipment, the number 48 for Big Machine Racing at Texas Motor Speedway this year. He's kind of set the standard there. So I think Parker Clickerman can hit that standard and exceed it by winning multiple times next season. That's my bold prediction. I also don't know if it's bold because I think Maybe it's reasonable for, for Parker. Not sure, but I'm very excited he landed in a full-time position. It is about time. He is one of the drivers that has, it's baffled me that he has not been able to have a full-time concrete ride in the past few seasons. It's totally boggled my mind. So I'm very glad he is landing somewhere concrete for 2023 at Big Machine Racing in their number 48. Not necessarily faces to new places, but Bass Pro Shop and Junior Motorsports announced a partnership deal extension. They will be running 11 races with Josh Berry in 2023, and they will be sponsoring one of Dale Jr.'s starts in the Xfinity Series next year. Dale Jr. did announce he will be making two starts next season with Hellman's running one of those. They will also be sponsoring one of Dale Jr.'s late model starts in the number three, a throwback scheme at Florence Speedway. So that'll be exciting too. Bass Pro Shop has been a great partner of Junior Motorsports, Nolo Gregson most notably. They also are on the Toyota side of things with Martin Truex Jr. So very exciting partnership here. I, I hope it expands a little bit more in the future. Dale Jr., though, running two races next season is also pretty exciting. Maybe we'll see him go to three in 2024. Those tracks, I do not believe, have been announced yet. I would imagine Martinsville would be one of those since he's run that in the past, but maybe he's going to go somewhere different. Maybe we see him at Nashville. Maybe, well, he can't do the All-Star Race. That'd be pretty cool, though, if he could run the All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro, but Dale Jr., watch out for him making some Xfinity starts next season. Bass Pro Shops also sponsoring Josh Berry for part of the year. Final down-the-line news topic to talk about is an update from Tyler Reddick. If you remember, two weeks ago at Homestead, he had a pretty nasty wreck. Then at Martinsville, he retired early from the race, complaining of head pain. He was checked out and released at the infield care center, citing that he passed a neurologic exam. He released a statement, though, this week, saying that the next course of action is going to be getting a follow-up exam or a follow-up opinion based on his health situation right now. Reddick wants to make sure he is 100% before going into the car at Phoenix, and I 100% agree. Obviously, the story of, I think, the second half of the season really has been driver health. Kurt Busch, out of the car for the rest of the season because of concussion-like symptoms, had to retire from full-time racing. I don't think necessarily it's fully because of that, but that had a huge factor in his decision to retire from full-time racing. Alex Bowman, out of the car after one of his wrecks due to concussion-like symptoms. He will be back at Phoenix, though, finishing out the season with Greg Ives. This is his last race as a crew chief before he moves to another role at Hendrick Motorsports, but I would hate to have Tyler Reddick be another driver that is out due to the unsafety, in safety, due to the non-safe nature of these cars. Words are hard. So Tyler Reddick, I'm hoping for the best from him as he gets a second opinion, but obviously if, if there is any question that he should be in the car or not, I, I just don't think he should be in the car because I, I want him to be healthy. So hoping for the best for Tyler Reddick as he looks to get a second opinion about his symptoms. Alrighty, folks, for the final time this season, this is wild. I've done this for like 36 weeks in a row. We are going to be looking at our stats, our track facts and driver stats going into the championship race at Phoenix. We're going to have a lot more stats than we usually do. So bear with me because this could really help you in your fantasy lineup. And if you're making some bets, make sure you listen to this because you'll want to make sure your money is well worth it. So starting off with our track facts. The race length is 312 laps or 312 miles long. The track length is 1.5 miles long. Then the stages are very interesting this race. Stage one is 60 laps, stage two is 124 laps, and the final stage is 127 laps. They are really making these crew chiefs work for it this time. As for our overall driver stats, the last driver to win at the track was Chase Briscoe. 
The active driver with the most truck wins is Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick is also the active driver with the best average finish with an 8.7 average finishing position. Now this is where we get into our championship stats just a little bit. The team with the most truck wins is Hendrick Motorsports with 12. And finally, the wins by manufacturer, Chevrolet has 25, Ford has 18, and Toyota has 7. Now let's take a look at the playoff points. I didn't look at these last episode with you all because, to be quite frank, they don't matter that much with the championship four because if you win the race, you win the championship no matter your points situation. But this is how they stacked up after the Martinsville race. Joey Logano is technically first in points, Bell second, Chastain third, and Elliott fourth. Logano has 31 playoff points, Bell has 23, Chastain has 21, and Elliott has 46. If we look below that playoff line, if we want to see how the rest of the guys will stack up at the end of the season, Hamlin has a pretty solid lead for fifth in the point standing, so I would say he's clutched it right there. Then Byron, Larson, and Blaney, those were the four that were eliminated after Martinsville, not able to race for a championship this weekend. Now looking more at our championship four stats, this one is wild. Joseph Strickley pointed this out with our Strickley stat this week. The age of our championship four contenders, Chase Elliott is 26, Christopher Bell is 27, Ross Chastain is 29, and our veteran of the group, Joey Logano, is 32. This is the youngest championship four that NASCAR has seen in the history of the sport in the Cup Series, which is completely wild. And if we're looking at the wins, Elliott has five wins, Logano has four wins, if we are counting the clash. Bell has three wins, and Chastain has two wins this season. And if we're looking at our Phoenix Raceway stats, specifically the last driver to win at this track was Chase Elliott on his championship run in 2020. The active driver with the most track wins is Joey Logano with two, one of those being a championship win. The active driver with the best average finish at the track since 2019 is also Joey Logano with a 6.3 average finishing position. And finally, the active driver with the best average finish at the track out of our championship four contenders is Chase Elliott with a 10.7 average finishing position. So if we're looking at recent history at this track, it tends to favor Logano and Elliott. To be fair, though, they have more experience at this track in the Cup Series, and this is the Gen 7 car. So things could be totally different than what we expect from these stats here. But looking more into the season as a whole, broadening the stats out a little bit, we got to talk about our average finishes this season as a whole. Elliott has an average finishing position of 12.03 this season. He also leads in a lot of other stats like quality passes, average running position, average driver rating, and wins. So he leads a lot of stats this season, so that is what is in Chase Elliott's favor. Ross Chastain has an average finishing position this season of 13.54. He also is tied with Elliott with the most top 10s this season with 20. Logano has an average finishing position of 13.83, and Christopher Bell has an average finishing position of 13.91. He also has the most pulls this season out of the playoff contenders with four. And finally, if I haven't thrown enough numbers at you yet, let's look at some final numbers with the track. So looking at our race from Phoenix earlier in the spring, the championship four didn't do too hot as a whole, but some got it together in the end and some did not. Looking at Ross Chastain, he finished the race in second, Logano finished in eighth, Elliott in 11th, Bell in 26th. Bell just did not have a great run at Phoenix, which worries me a little bit going into this final race of the season. Elliott had a solid race and lost it in the end. Chastain was able to pick it up in the end, and Logano was pretty stable the entire time. And what's crazy to me is looking at that and all of our stats as a whole, clearly there are some favorites. Like I said, though, Elliott and Logano have experience under their belt, so maybe that will end up winning out. But this season, we've also seen that experience isn't everything. We've seen Chastain come in clutch when it matters. We've seen Bell win when it matters. What also worries me is Elliott, at the start of every playoff round, he has suffered. So that means, to me, maybe he's not the championship favorite going into this. But what's crazy is we have two Chevys, 
one Ford, one Toyota. And that means that we have the three powerhouse teams, right? We have Gibbs, Penske, and Hendrick. And then we have Trackhouse Racing trying to defeat them all, which what a David and Goliath story that would be personally. I mean, Trackhouse has had one heck of a season and has shown that they can run with the top dogs. I think that would be a great story. Regardless, we have had great stories this season. All these championship four, in my opinion, deserve it. They are some of the best of the best. And I know we crap on the playoff system quite often, but this year, at least in my opinion, we have the four best drivers competing for a championship. So kudos to NASCAR this season and kudos to the drivers even for getting themselves to this point because I think it's going to be a great show. I don't really have a favorite that's going to win. I am going to pick who I think is going to win the championship though when I have time to just kind of sit on it on the stream on Friday. So make sure you watch that. But that is all for the stats. No to watch, to worry this week because I, I think I gave you enough numbers to think about if you're placing bets or if you want to do your fantasy lineup for the last time this season. I will leave you with this. Who was your championship winning pick for the Cup Series? I will give you my answer on Friday's live stream. Also my answer for the Xfinity Series and Truck Series. So let me know all of that in the comments below. But with that, we are done with this episode of Above the Yellow Line, the show where we talk all about the NASCAR Cup Series. I mentioned a live stream this Friday night at 7 p.m., not a normal 9 p.m. time, but at 7 p.m. we are going to be hosting a live stream on the Toby Christie Com Facebook and YouTube pages. Of course, the Truck Series is having their final race of the season Friday at 10 p.m., so we're not going to even try to conflict with that. I want to watch that race. I know you want to watch that race. So we're going to have our live stream again at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Friday night. Special guest Howie Sabino, we're going to talk about his life, his career, what it's like running part-time in the Xfinity series this year and how he has done. So very excited to have him on the show. Make sure you're there to participate in the conversation and ask some good questions, but we'll give our championship picks then and I hope you're there to give yours as well. But until then, make sure to follow our social pages at underscore Taylor Kitchen underscore on Twitter, TikTok for post-race polls, daily questions, and news updates. We're also on Instagram, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts with the username above the line. Also, make sure to check out TobyChristie.com on all social media platforms and the TobyChristie.com website. Last but not least, I want to give a huge thank you to DoorDash for supporting ATYL and TobyChristie.com. They have a nice promo code for you all, NASCAR30, to get 30% off your first DoorDash order, so make sure to use that to support them as they support us. You can find all of our social pages linked in the description below, but before you check those out, make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share this with your friends and family. And guys, thank you so much for supporting us here at Above the Old Line and TobyChristie.com. And until next time, I'll see ya.